Coming up here from the baker who refused to compromise his beliefs when asked to make a cake for a same-sex wedding on this special edition of the Doc Washburn Show. Welcome to the Voice of the Resistance with Doc Washburn, where the show that pushes back against the Uniparty and Deep State and lets you in on the news that traditional talk radio is all too often afraid to talk about. This is episode 386 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show for Thursday, May 25th, 2023. This is a really different kind of talk show. We're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you'd like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashburn.com. Click on the button that says Become a Patron. Also, please remember to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. And make sure you check out our new conservative sports podcast, Red Pill Sports with my friend Donnie Copeland, which drops Tuesday evenings at 11 p.m. Central. Our guests today are Jack Phillips, proprietor of Masterpiece Cake Shop in Lakewood, Colorado, who became famous nationwide for refusing to create a cake for two guys who said they were getting married to each other, and his attorney, Jake Warner, senior counsel with Alliance Defending Freedom. Mr. Phillips' new book is The Cost of My Faith, How a Decision in My Cake Shop took me to the Supreme Court. It is, among other things, an account of a man looking back and seeing God's sovereign hand moving in his life. It is a very compelling book, and it's really hard to put it down. It's an honor to have you both on today. How are you guys doing? Oh, doing well. Very good. Okay, Mr. Phillips, I will start with a question you've been asked many times, but some of my listeners have not yet heard the answer to. Why not just bake the cake? Well, before I answer that, I want to just make it clear that at Masterpiece Cake Shop, we serve everybody who comes into our shop, but we can't express every message with our custom cakes that people ask us for. Right. And why not just make the cake? Because, well, I've learned over the years that this is more than just Jack Phillips making a cake or not making a cake. This is uh, important to every American, every person who loves our First Amendment rights to be able to speak freely and not be compelled to speak a message that you don't want to. So this cake, the first one that went to the U.S. Supreme Court, um, was a cake to celebrate a, a view of marriage that went against my biblical view of marriage, what God designed for a man and a woman. And so I told these two men that asked for the cake that I would uh, create other custom work for them or sell them anything in my shop, but I just couldn't create that one because of the message. And so they turned around, went to the state of Colorado, filed a complaint, and the state of Colorado sued me. So then that case worked its way up through the U.S. Supreme Court, where we won 7-2 back in 2018. So when the media, the mainstream media talks to you, or even for that matter, liberal politicians or whoever with the uh, Civil Rights Commission there in Colorado, and they use terms like denial of service, do you feel like sometimes you're kind of talking past each other because you're like, I'm not denying anybody's service. Come on in. We'll sell you all the brownies you want. I'll sell the two men who sued me and the attorney from Colorado who's suing me now. I'll serve them anything that I would serve to anybody else. But there are messages that are inherent in some cakes or expressed in some cakes. And that's the case with our third lawsuit. The attorney who's uh, suing us told us that uh, he wanted a cake that was blue on the outside and pink on the inside and then told us that those colors were symbolic of changing from a man to a woman. So the symbolism of those colors made it expressly a message. And so we told this attorney, you know, we'll create other custom work for you, but we can't express that message. So it's not a matter of denying service. It's a matter of what is my speech? You know, am I being compelled to speak a message I don't want to? And so that's why we're still in court. And we still have a First Amendment in the Constitution last time we checked. Let me get uh, Attorney uh, Jake Warner in here. 
Okay, Counselor, how did your client's decision in 2012 lead to his case winding up in the U.S. Supreme Court over five years later? Sure. Like Jack said, two men came into a shop and requested a custom cake to celebrate a view of marriage that goes against Jack's faith. And while Jack serves everyone, that's a message he can't express for anyone. Uh, about a month later, Jack received something in the mail. It was a charge saying that he had violated state law. And Colorado officials prosecuted Jack all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court. Um, and Alliance Defending Freedom, we represented Jack. We asked the court to answer uh, whether government could punish Jack for declining to express a message that violates his faith. But instead of reaching that question, the Supreme Court ruled 7-2 to two that Colorado officials had actually discriminated against Jack because of his faith and thus violated his First Amendment rights that way. Uh, you might remember that during Jack's first case, uh, Colorado had compared him to slaveholders and Nazis because of his um, uh, plea for religious freedom, and that's just wrong. But the second thing was, along the way, uh, a religious man went to three other cake artists in Colorado and requested custom cakes with religious text criticizing uh, same-sex marriage. But, uh, and those cake artists declined citing their message-based objections. Well, instead of prosecuting those cake artists, uh, the, the state of Colorado, uh, let them off. They said, no, you're protected. But they punished Jack all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court, and the court said that was wrong. And, um, unfortunately, that's not the end of the story. On the same day that the U.S. Supreme Court decided to hear Jack's first case, a local Denver attorney called Jack and requested custom cake blue on the outside, pink on the inside to celebrate and symbolize a gender transition. And that kicked off a whole new round of litigation. Wow. So let me ask you something about this Colorado Human Rights Commission. I noticed in the book, uh, the first governmental entity to give Jack Phillips grief. Mr. Warner, the the book says this so-called, I'm sorry, Civil Rights Commission is, is basically the same people playing the role of prosecutor and judge, how could the way this is set up possibly be constitutional? That's a great question. And um, during this, the second case, the attorney requesting the gender transition cake um, filed a complaint with the commission. Um, here at Alliance Defending Freedom, we filed a federal lawsuit on Jack's behalf of trying to prevent the enforcement action. And one of our arguments was this, this isn't right. You can't have a commission that makes the, the decision to prosecute as the same people who will ultimately decide uh, Jack's fate um, at the end of the, the case. You know, in our view, this violates due process. You know, the people bringing the case shouldn't be the ones deciding the case. Um, but after we filed that, that federal lawsuit, new evidence surfaced about the commission's ongoing hostility against Jack and his fate. Uh, multiple commissioners at that time had actually embraced some of the hostile comments that the U.S. Supreme Court had just condemned um, and why that, that was the foundation for why Jack won his first case. And when that evidence came to light, <laughs> the state abandoned uh, their prosecution the very next week. Uh, but of course, that didn't deter the attorney who requested the gender transition case. Just a, uh, a short while later, the attorney would uh, file a private civil lawsuit against Jack. And that's the third case we're talking about. Uh, trying to punish Jack for declining to create a custom cake, celebrating and symbolizing a gender transition. So uh, a lot of 
people who love the First Amendment, who love the Constitution, were thrilled with the 7-2 verdict, June 4th, 2018, Masterpiece Cake Shop versus Colorado Civil Rights Commission. And if I understand correctly, a lot of the statements that people in the Civil Rights Commission made trying to equate Jack Phillips' religious beliefs with the Nazis in World War II had a lot to do with the Supreme Court going, look, this is ridiculous. I mean, even a couple of the uh, the liberals on the on the court were in the seven on the seven to two. That's right. What Colorado did was was plainly wrong, plainly yeah. unconstitutional. Yeah. Jack got a seven to two win at the U.S. Supreme Court, like you said, in, in 2018. And, and one of the reasons for that is that the hostile comments comparing Jack to, to Nazis and, and slaveholders is totally off base. But the second reason was Colorado had discriminated against Jack, treating him worse than than secular cake artists, denying him the freedom to decline messages that go against his beliefs. Yeah. Um, so that discrimination also served as a second basis. But it, but it also explains why we're still litigating these cases. The the court didn't have to address the second issue. Uh, can government force artists to express messages that they don't? believe. And so we're still litigating Jack's case. And we have another case at the U.S. Supreme Court right now, 303 Creative via Lennis, that's going to be decided in the next few weeks. That's going to answer that exact question. You know, I'm glad you brought that up, Mr. Warner, because the initial reaction of a lot of people who are rooting for Jack Phillips and rooting for his First Amendment rights, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, to the verdict was celebration. Praise God, you won seven to two. But at the same time, almost immediately, some legal observers were concerned the majority opinion was so narrowly decided they feared it left the door open for the state of Colorado to continue to harass your client, which you're talking about now. Justice Thomas, in a concurrence joined by Gorsuch, even said the court should have ruled much more broadly in your favor. If only they had done that you probably wouldn't be where you are now, right? Well, you know what? They made some very uh, good comments there. The, the reality of it is that the math piece decision, it was a, a huge win for yeah. religious freedom. Yeah. Uh, but now we're going back to the court for a huge win on free speech. Uh, it, it's a critical issue that could have been decided in that first case, but court didn't have to decide it. Now that exact issue is the one before the court in 303 Creative. And the government's going to answer, can uh, can government force artists to express messages that go against their deepest beliefs? And, and we're very hopeful that the U.S. Supreme Court is going to say, no, the First Amendment says government can't do that. And we're hopeful that that, uh, that that opinion will protect not only web designers, but, of course, all artists, cake artists, photographers, filmmakers, clients like these that Alliance Defending Freedom has represented all across the country. We're speaking with uh, Jack Phillips author of the new book, The Cost of My Faith, How a Decision in My Cake Shop Took Me to the Supreme Court, and his attorney, uh, Jake Warner, senior counsel with Alliance Defending Freedom. So you have alluded in this conversation to the fact that this is not over, that you're in your third litigation right now, almost 11 years after that fateful day in the summer of 2012, which nobody saw coming, and almost five years after the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in your favor, you guys are still in court. If I understand correctly, you're looking for a deliberation, a verdict 
in a third litigation from the U.S. Supreme Court sometime in the next uh, few weeks? Well, we, we, we hope we don't have to get to the U.S. Supreme Court. Oh, I'm sorry. Third case. And, but, but let me provide, provide a little bit of context here. In, in, in this third lawsuit, like I said, the U.S. Supreme, I'm, I'm sorry, on the same day the U.S. Supreme Court decided to hear Jack's first case, yeah. this local Denver attorney contacted Jack and requested a custom blue and pink cake to celebrate and symbolize a gender transition. But, but this wasn't the first time this attorney contacted Jack. Back in 2012, the attorney had emailed Jack, calling him a bigot and a hypocrite. And then really tracked Jack for a number of years before calling him on the, uh, the special day. Well, not long after that, the attorney called back requesting a custom cake depicting Satan smoking marijuana to, uh, in the attorney's words, correct the errors of Jack's thinking. And what this shows is that activists and government officials are really trying to punish people that they disagree with. They're misusing the legal system to compel speech that, that they want to hear, and, and that's wrong. So in Jack's case, we're, we're up at the Colorado Supreme Court now. Uh, he lost below. Colorado uh, courts uh, said that he could be punished for declining to create this custom cake celebrating a gender transition. Now we're up at the Colorado Supreme Court hoping they will take the case. But um, if we can't uh, get justice for Jack there, certainly the next stop would be the U.S. Supreme Court. Right. Okay. So, so you're at the Colorado uh, Supreme Court as things stand right now, Mr. Phillips. One of the things I noticed in, in your book that that struck me as odd is that apparently, oftentimes people ask you if you hate your opponents. And as a as a believer myself, I'm thinking, well, now where would that come from? But what what is that experience like when people ask you something that just seems so odd out of left field? No, it's not um, the people who are suing me that are the problem. The first case and the second case, like Jake was saying, was the state of Colorado suing Jack Phillips. Right. The people who made the complaint. Um, I'd be glad to sit down and talk with them and serve them any other cake that I would serve anybody else, but I can't create those cakes. And I've had opportunities, not just not with them, but with um, in our third trial, we had a former gay activist who stood up on our side. I've, got, I've become friends with him. He came in initially to see who this man is who won't bake cakes for gays and understood that's not the issue. Jack won't create other cakes as well, but it's cakes that go against his his deeply held faith. You know, it's the, the what, not the who. So we've become good friends, and he testified on our behalf in our trial, saying that Jack's always served him well, treated him fairly, and created custom cakes for him. But he knows that I couldn't create other custom cakes, including uh, cakes with profanity, cakes that celebrate um anti-American themes or cakes that would insult or denigrate other people, including people who identify as LGBT. So that's not the enemy. The enemy is, you know, the state using these uh, laws to uh, try and force creative artists or any American to express messages that they don't want to. Right. Free speech is for every American. Right, right. But I was just struck in, in your book people assuming that you would have some kind of personal animosity and actually oh, no. you're looking at it as a chance to witness that, Hey, uh, you know, I love the Lord and you know, uh, God loves Absolutely. everybody. I love everybody. Yeah. So these, most of the people who call me and complain don't even know me. They've never met. They hear things from the media. And so the book is an opportunity to explain my side of the story and uh, tell people that I'm glad to serve everybody but I can't express every message that people ask us to with our custom cakes. 
and that free speech is for everybody, and no American should be living in fear of being punished by our government for saying things that they that they want to say and not saying things that they don't want to say. Amen. Amen. Mr. Warner, maybe you could tell our listeners what Alliance Defending Freedom is all about and how your organization got involved in Jack Phillips' legal situation. Absolutely. Alliance Defending Freedom is the world's largest legal organization dedicated to advocating for religious freedom, free speech, the sanctity of life, parental rights, and God's design for marriage and family. We represent um, people, artists like Jack Phillips, all over the country, and we do all kinds of other work. If you want to learn more about uh, the work we do, our mission, um, you can visit our website at adflegal.org. Again, that's adflegal.org. Um, but back over 10 years ago now when uh, the two men left Jack's shop and filed a, a complaint against Jack at the Colorado Civil Rights Commission, um, you know, ADF has a number of allies uh, around the country, allied attorneys, over 4,000 of them, in fact. And one visited Jack's shop and um, uh, got Jack connected with ADF along with um, some other local folks there. Uh, Jack learned that, that we represent our clients in court for free. Uh, we've never charged uh, Jack or any of our clients a dime for defending them in court, including when their cases go all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court. And in cases like that, they, they can cost hundreds of thousands of dollars, but it's our joy uh, to serve faithful people like Jack Phillips and to represent them well, free of charge to them in court all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court. But that, that does mean that we rely on the generosity of, of like-minded friends who support our mission, including those who are likely listening to your podcast. So I encourage your listeners to go to adflegal.org to learn more about the work we do. Fantastic. And, and, and you're, you're basically a nonprofit, right? Yes, we are a, a nonprofit. We've been around almost 30 years now, dedicated to advancing freedom for all Americans. You know, we, we believe that the work we're doing doesn't just protect people who agree with us on, on marriage and gender and some of life's biggest issues. We're working to protect the freedom of, of all people because we know that if artists like Jack Phillips and Lori Smith win and the guy, you know, the Supreme Court says that, uh, government can't force artists to express messages that go against what they believe that 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 ruling is going to protect all artists, including those, for example, who disagree with Jack and Lori. It's going to protect um, uh, website designers, for example, who identify as LGBT. You know, the government shouldn't force them to create um, websites expressing messages that go against their beliefs on marriage or anything else. So, uh, free speech is truly for everyone, and, and ADF is protecting the freedom of all Americans. Amen. That's adflegal.org. That's right. Fantastic. All right, Jack Phillips, the uh, book is The Cost of My Faith, How a Decision in My Cake Shop Took Me to the Supreme Court. Jake Warner, Senior Counsel with Alliance Defending Freedom, we really appreciate you guys coming on here today. We wish you both Godspeed, and as we say here in the South, y'all come see us. (laughs) Thanks for having us today. That's great. All right, God bless you. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. All right. Now, I'll tell you something. I think from here on out, all of our interviews are going to be uh, video. Uh, This one was scheduled before we knew we were making the transition to video. But coming up, the Heritage Foundation has an expose. Media Research Center has uncovered 
a Homeland Security, a DHS anti-terrorism program that is being weaponized against conservatives in America. And I haven't heard anybody else talking about it anywhere else, but it is my duty to tell you what is going on, and that's coming right up. Look, if you try to buy a car recently, you realize you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Auto comes in. Red River Auto is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including the freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Auto wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. Red River Auto Group has perfected the online buying process. Just go to RedRiverAuto.com and pick from hundreds of new and used vehicles. You can purchase your vehicle online. If you have any questions, one of Red River's trained experts will help you through the whole process. Red River Auto makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom. The dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live in the continental U.S., RedRiverAuto.com. You will be glad you did. Now, I want to tell you the best-kept secret in American healthcare. Are you having problems with sinuses and allergies? Are you experiencing dizziness, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar, fibromyalgia, eczema, psoriasis, migraines? Well, the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center might be able to help you even if you don't live in Arkansas. Let me tell you how. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain. When that happens, your central nervous system isn't able to communicate with the rest of your body as it's designed to do. Now, I had severe hay fever for 5 or 6 weeks every spring all my life and migraines year-round. When I got my atlas adjusted, the hay fever went away, and it has never come back. The migraines went away, too. Again, if you're suffering from sinus conditions, allergies, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar, fibromyalgia, eczema, psoriasis, even migraines, do yourself a favor. Call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009, for a free consultation. They've helped me. They've helped my wife. They've helped so many people we know. Please call them to see if they can help you. That number again for your free consultation, 501-279-2009. If you're outside Central Arkansas, just go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, click on the tab that says Find a Doctor Near You, and I sure hope you can. Hey, I don't know if you've heard, but AT&T recently lost billions on Wall Street after their satellite outfit, DirecTV, decided to delete Newsmax. If you want to drop AT&T or any of the big liberal cell phone carriers you might have been with for years, I have the perfect solution for you. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. Now more than ever, it's important to band together and support companies that share our conservative values. Now, I know what you're probably thinking. Doc, hey, I'd love to. Sounds great. But I'm afraid it'd be too complicated. It'd take too long. Hey, don't worry about that. Switching to Patriot Mobile usually only takes 15 to 20 minutes. Patriot Mobile donates a portion of every dollar earned to organizations that fight for causes you care about. It's worth the switch. 
Patriot Mobile has exceptional nationwide coverage. Use the same towers the main carriers use, and Patriot Mobile guarantees your coverage. Patriot Mobile also has plans to fit any budget, along with great discounts for our veteran and first responder heroes, as well as multi-line users. I know I'm saving money since I switched to Patriot Mobile. Now, when you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're shifting your support from the leftist progressive agendas of Big Mobile to the Christian conservative causes of Patriot Mobile. When you become a Patriot Mobile member, your dollars are helping to fund our God-given right to freedom. A portion of every dollar they earn is given back to the causes that support organizations that fight for First Amendment religious freedom, freedom of speech, Second Amendment right to bear arms, sanctity of life, and the needs of our veterans and first responders. Switching is easy. Just do what I did. Go to PatriotMobile.com or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. Make sure you use promo code DOC, that's D-O-C, for free activation. All right, let me get right to this now. The Heritage Foundation has a blockbuster exposed. The Media Research Center has uncovered a DHS anti-terrorism program that has been weaponized against conservatives. 80 grants and 39.6 million taxpayer dollars later, here's a look at how Joe Biden and DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas are outsourcing their efforts to conflate conservatives with terrorists. And so they got a screenshot here from the DHS. It's a pyramid. The pyramid of far-right radicalization based on the model by Macaulay and Mescalinko. And at the bottom of the screenshot... They have the Republican Party, the American, Conservative, the American Conservative Union Foundation, Fox News, the Heritage Foundation, the NRA, uh, Christian Broadcasting Network, uh, Tea Party Organization, and John Birch Society. The next level of the pyramid, we see Breitbart, we see MAGA, we see PragerU, that's Dennis Prager's organization, Turning Point USA, InfoWars, Quillette, and a couple of th- other logos I don't recognize. Then the next level of the pyramid, uh-oh, wait a minute, the Nazi Party, the Daily Stormer, which is apparently some kind of Nazi thing, and a bunch of other logos that I don't recognize. And then the top level of the pyramid a bunch of logos I don't recognize. So this is Joe Biden and Alejandro Mayorkas is doing here, spending almost $40 million of your tax money trying to tie in the Heritage Foundation, Republican Party, NRA, Christian Broadcasting Network, Fox News, PragerU, Breitbart, with Nazis. Now, The Heritage Foundation continues here. The University of Dayton is one of the most radical grant recipients for the program, receiving $352,000 to fight, quote, domestic violent extremism and hate movements, unquote. 
Biden's DHS awarded the grant despite their application, including this fallacious chart. So here's how their seminars went. First of all, one of their first seminars featured DHS agent Joseph Mastalix, who emphasized their whole-of-society approach, means at DHS we only support locals' lead. This suggests those DHS chooses to fund are compatible with their vision of leading on so-called anti-terrorism. And they have a screenshot from a slideshow. This is December 3rd, 2021, U.S. Department of Homeland Security, and they have puzzle pieces. Technology, health and well-being, legal and judicial, recreation and retail, international, charitable giving and investment, arts and entertainment, research and policy, community organizations, education, law enforcement and public safety, government and military, religious and cultural organizations. And then the last piece of the puzzle they put in, Center for Prevention Programs and Partnerships. And it says here, CP3 engages and collaborates with partners across all sectors of society. Oh, I don't doubt it. Yeah, they definitely want to shut you up. Heritage Foundation continues. This is a thread Heritage Foundation did on Twitter. One of those local leaders is University of Cincinnati researcher Michael Lodenthal, who presented the pyramid of far-right radicalization in a seminar with agent DHS agent Mastalix. So I'm about to play for you audio of this University of Cincinnati researcher Michael Lodenthal at one of the seminars telling the audience a lot of what he is doing and advising is actually illegal. Really? So Homeland Security is supporting things that they all know are illegal. Let's check this out. To go back to, to, to your question about what can liberals do, and, and I feel like it's a trait and, and, you know, simple answer, but you can give money. That's always really appreciated. Uh, we have legal defense funds because we get in trouble. A lot of the things we're doing are illegal, right? What I'm saying, what I'm telling you, a lot of it is involves breaking the law. And this is what the FBI will say. I've had many conversations with the FBI about this. So he has had many conversations with the FBI about this. The fact that a lot of things he's doing are illegal, but obviously that's fine with them. Right? Because they're down with a struggle. Has anybody mentioned the fact that the uh, FBI, the DOJ, well now maybe even Homeland Security, are hopelessly compromised and they need to be taken apart, root and branch. I'm just trying to give you the evidence. The Heritage Foundation continues here. This um, Michael Lodenthal, researcher at University of Cincinnati, who admits he's breaking the law in many different ways, also boasts about how so-called anti-fascists 
can pressure service providers to, quote, kick people off, unquote, if enough leftists decide individuals or organizations like the Heritage Foundation, Breitbart News, PragerU, or Turning Point USA are radical or white supremacists. But don't, don't take my word for it. Don't take the Heritage Foundation's word for it. No, no, Harry is saying this. So what do anti-fascists do with this info? And again, I, I just kind of implied, but, um, and, and I'm not saying that everyone pictured here is an anti-fascist. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking more generally about deplatforming. But, you know, we contact employers, landlords, commanding officers, school officials, family, clergy. Family is a tricky one, but, but it, it is it is important. Uh, and we pressure service providers. And by pressure, I don't mean like intimidate and threaten. I just mean like let them know that this is what's being done. And typically on that kind of, 2021 CYA, I want to you know, appear like a loving social justice corporation, people will kick people off. Now, this is the same guy who just said, look, I've had a lot of conversations with the FBI about this because a lot of the things we're doing are illegal. Really? Illegal, you say? Okay, next. Heritage Foundation continues, Michael Lodenthal. University of Cincinnati researcher. Again, speaking on behalf of Homeland Security, DHS, funded program, celebrated deplatforming those on the right and shutting down their ability to organize or speak publicly, saying this is the belief. But Lodenthal isn't the only one espousing absurdities on your dime. Here he is. I don't think it's any secret. So we manufacture a lot of infighting. That's real effective. Um, and that's much more effective to paralyze organizations than exposing Johnny. Because when Johnny leaves, he'll be filled by someone else. So we try to really focus organization. Basically, deplatforming is denying far-right fascist folk any sort of public sphere access. Um, you know, denying them the ability to speak. Because the belief is, the argument is that uh, hate speech is more than speech. It's materiality, it's organizing, it's mobilization. It's not an exchange of ideas in the marketplace and the best one wins, it's something else. It's the strategic deployment of organizational energy and power. And so to deny people that, to shut down their websites, to close their meetings, to physically prevent them from assembling in public. This is the belief. Now that's the belief, all right. And they're getting away with it, all right. But as Heritage Foundation said, Lodenthal isn't the only one espousing absurdities on your dime. Millions and millions of tax dollars. University of Dayton professor Paul Becker said anti-lockdown and anti-vaccine mandate protesters were specific examples of people likely to be infiltrated by, quote, those holding extremist beliefs, unquote. But what's a leftist without baseless genocidal comparisons? They don't disappoint. And they got screenshots here. Dr. Becker will now discuss some specific examples. Um, and it says, at COVID-related protests, anti-lockdown, mask, vaccine, various groups and individuals attend creating the potential for interactions between those who are concerned about the issues 
with those holding extremist beliefs and variations between. And he says, far-right extremists believe the intense uncertainty surrounding the outbreak of COVID-19 will aid their ability to recruit new members into their movement. White supremacists see coronavirus as an opportunity. Now, can I just say something here before we go on? If you want to see real white supremacism, check out Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood. That is white supremacism. No, no, listen to me. They target communities of color. You go all the way back over 100 years, Margaret Sanger, who started Planned Parenthood. She wanted to eventually eradicate black folks. She was a racist, and they're still trying it. Almost any and every Planned Parenthood office is opened up in or near communities of color. They have been targeting the black community for generations. Why do you think that is? Liberals always go nuts when... They put forward the proposition that after civil rights legislation was signed in the mid-60s, Republicans and Democrats switched positions on being racist. I'm like, no, no. The Democrat Party still is a party of white supremacism, which is why they still operate as if they are a wholly owned and operated subsidiary of Planned Parenthood. But anyway, Heritage Foundation continues in the seminar attended by DHS agent Mastalix, Rutgers faculty member Alexander Hinton compares Donald the Donald Trump administration to the Khmer Rouge regime in Cambodia that killed 1.7 million people. Can you believe this garbage? No, again, don't take my word for it. The dangerous, malicious outsider symbolized by the vicious snake, the danger they pose to the United States represented by the tender-hearted woman who takes it in. Usually, as is the case in Vienna, Trump receives the parable by warning his audience about the dangers posed by terrorists, immigrants, and other threatening non-white others. Um, so that's the first moment uh, in Vienna, and I will circle back to it. Uh, and you know, as the aside, as I mentioned yesterday, I was on the other side of the world testifying at the Khmer Rouge uh, Tribunal in Cambodia about the crocodile, which was evoked by the Khmer Rouge to refer to Vietnamese. You believe this garbage? Again, I'm not making this up. I am not making this up. And these are the people that have access to our tax dollars. And these are the people that Democrats and Republicans, the people we send to Washington, keep on voting to give more money to. You want to talk about controlled opposition. This is outrageous. And I don't need to tell you. It's very, very dangerous. Now, 
Heritage Foundation is not over here. They're not through. Another speaker in the same seminar, Nicole Wittersheim, DD of HRW DC. Now, HRW, of course, would stand for Human Rights Watch. DD, I don't know what that stands for. Maybe Direct Director? We'll check on our bio link here. Oh, Deputy Washington Director at Human Rights Watch. Okay, so that's who she is. And her Twitter profile says, she raises hell at the nexus of human rights, atrocity prevention, foreign policy, and national security. So she's also with some kind of organization called Preventing Genocide and Human Rights Center. And I think she's projecting because it looks like she wants to foment atrocities because she considers Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, who just announced he's running for president, an extremist and suggested that he might have envisioned carrying out another Holocaust with his then-proposed civilian state force to assist the Florida National Guard in responding to emergencies. So here is young Miss Nicole. Listen to what people are saying, including the extremists. Like you, if people tell you what they want to do early on, this is also one of the deep lessons of the Holocaust. You have to listen. Um, I noticed that the governor of Florida today said he wants to develop his own armed uh, state force. I think we need to really listen to him and why he wants to do that. Okay, she's lying. She doesn't believe you really need to listen to him and why he wants to do that. He's made it clear why he wants to do that. She couldn't care less. Heritage Foundation continues lacking all self-reflection. There are, interestingly, no mentions of 2020's so-called Summer of Love, where leftists caused at least $2 billion in damage across the United States the consequences of which the America's poor and middle class are still facing. And they have a link to their own article here at the Heritage Foundation, heritage.org, from June 24th, 2022, entitled, We Need a Congressional Investigation into the 2020 Riots by Mike Gonzalez, who is the Angeles... T. Arredondo e. Pluribus Unum, Senior Fellow at the Heritage Foundation. The main points of which are the hundreds of riots that took place in the second half of 2020 left immense property damage, assessed at up to $2 billion, and at least 25 people dead. The Black Lives Matter groups cannot unconstitutionally used violence or intimidation to make their arguments. Well, it sure looks like they did. And it is time for the riots' leaders to be dragged into Congress and asked under oath what coordinating role they played. Amen. But 
I go back to what I see conservatives say on social media more and more frequently, quote, but nothing's ever going to happen, unquote. It's a great idea. I should be called before congressional committees to testify on this, but I bet they won't be. And even if they were, what then? Heritage Foundation continues saying there was almost no mention about the extremism of a president abusing his power to try to force a nation to take an experimental drug without consent or the fact that a substantial portion of the country supported punishing those who wouldn't comply. And they link to an article from January 13th, 2022, from the Rasmussen Reports, entitled COVID-19 Democratic Voters Support Harsh Measures Against Unvaccinated. Oh, yes. A significant percentage of Democrats thought that people should lose their jobs, lose their kids, not be allowed to go out if they weren't vaccinated. Incredible. And the Heritage Foundation wraps it up, saying whether it's the FBI, DOJ, IRS, or DHS, it seems the Biden administration will weaponize any part of the federal government against its political opponents, including by conflating them with terrorists. He says, read more about this major discovery from the Media Research Center here. And they link to a Fox News story which dropped this morning, May 25th, university program linking Christians, Republicans to Nazis granted DHS funds under anti-terror initiative. Wow. But Republicans in Congress vote with Democrats to increase budgets for DHS, for IRS, for DOJ, for FBI. Why do you think they do that? You know, we can say all we want. Well, somebody should primary these Republicans. Yeah, somebody should. But that takes a lot of money. Because so many of our fellow citizens don't know any of the things that I'm telling you about. I'm talking about registered Republicans who not only vote for president every four years, but who also vote every two years for the U.S. representative, the congressman or congresswoman, who also vote in Republican primaries, not just every four years for president, but every two years for governor or senator or U.S. House, whatever is up there. But they don't know these things. It takes a lot of money to get through to them. 
And ordinarily, people who primary established sitting members of Congress, whether senators or U.S. representatives, they don't have the money. So it's an uphill slog. If you really want to change Washington, I'm just telling you, it's going to be an uphill fight. All right, more coming up straight ahead. Okay, as I've been telling you, the world is going crazy with supply chain issues, record-setting inflation, and sky-high gas prices. Woke corporations stand against everything we believe in. The big box stores were allowed to stay open all during the pandemic, while so many little guys, small business owners, regular people, were forced to close. The wealthiest people on earth became better off while mom-and-pop businesses suffered. What can we do about all this? How can our voices be heard? Well, we can make a difference by voting with our dollars. Why continue shopping at big box stores if you can get the items you need from a family-owned company? Buy only USA. These products include fresh American-raised beef, raised in the Montana mountains near Yellowstone. This beef is known as never ever. Never has the animal ever been exposed to antibiotics, hormones, or vaccines. This prime or high-choice beef is shipped directly to your door. Pricing and availability is exclusive only to our members and isn't shipped anywhere else in the world. Now, finally, we can shop factory direct at a family-owned, made-in-America manufacturer. Americans are walking away from the big box conglomerates. Buy only USA. Now, one of the best ways to get around this crazy inflation is to shop with family-owned companies and put their customers first rather than shareholders and corporate executives. A lot of Patriot influencers have come on board. I'm inviting you to join with fellow Patriots to cut off the cash flow of the big, woke corporations that are trying to destroy our country. We are done with the woke, globalist operation against humanity. Each of us can take market share away from these businesses that have enjoyed unfair advantages. We can choose to help each other by shopping family-owned, made in America. Join with over 2 million monthly shoppers that have already made the switch. Let's start voting with our dollars to make sure our purchases are supporting companies that promote freedom. This company is dedicated to offering family-owned alternatives for items we buy on a regular basis. Email us at buyonlyusa at proton.me, and I'll have one of my guys contact you. Buyonlyusa at proton.me. Now, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everybody get the best sleep of your life, and he's done it again. Introducing MyPillow 2.0. MyPillow 2.0 is a brand-new temperature-regulating technology that keeps you comfortable throughout the night. MyPillow 2.0's new fabric dissipates heat and humidity to create a cooling sensation to maintain a cooler surface temperature. This new fabric technology helps regulate your body temperature throughout the night by creating a lower surface temperature for a more restful night's sleep. Your core body temperature plays a big role in how well you sleep. MyPillow 2.0 was developed to provide a cool surface. It's engineered for comfort. MyPillow 2.0 is available in four loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and there's a 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. As a special introductory offer for my listeners, when you buy your new MyPillow 2.0, you get a second one free just by using promo code DWS. Mike also created the best bed sheets ever. They look great, they feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. My wife and I just love sleeping on our Giza Dream sheets. 
Right now, buy a set of Giza Dream sheets for just $29.98 by using promo code DWS. MyPillow also has blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles like plush, waffle, or gossamer. Get huge discounts on blankets, duvets, quilts, and down comforters just by using promo code DWS. Now, I can't tell you how much I love my new My Slippers moccasins. I had no idea slippers could feel this good right now. Save big on my slippers, slip-ons, and moccasins. Closeout sale price is just $25 by using promo code DWS. Not only that, Mike is having the biggest closeout sale ever on his sandals for just $19.98. What makes my slippers different is Mike's exclusive four-layer design you're not going to find in any other slippers. My slippers' patented layers make them ultra-comfortable, extremely durable, and they help reduce stress on your feet. Wear them anytime, anywhere. Just use promo code DWS for huge discounts. And remember now, that promo code does not stand for washed-up Democrat politician Debbie Wasserman Schultz. No, no. It stands for Doc Washburn Show. MyPillow.com. Quantities are extremely limited and these amazing prices, so please order now. Just use promo code DWS. Now, the great Ronald Reagan once said, inflation is as violent as a mugger as frightening as an armed robber, and as deadly as a hitman. Have you thought about the benefits of investing in precious metals? Here are five profound benefits. Number one, investing in precious metals is a hedge against inflation. Number two, it's a great way to diversify your portfolio. Number three, asset liquidity. Number four, precious metals tend to be a store of value. That means precious metals are an asset, commodity, or currency that maintain their value without depreciating over the long haul. And last but not least... Number five, precious metals can be a hedge against geopolitical uncertainty and the struggling U.S. dollar. So we're honored to join forces with Beverly Hills Precious Metals and its owner, Andrew Sorcini. Andrew has been involved in gold and silver for over 40 years. Andrew Sorcini and his team at Beverly Hills Precious Metals know the gold and silver business inside and out. After many years in the markets and collecting precious metals privately, Andrew opened Beverly Hills Precious Metals in 2010 to bring precious metals to the homes of everyday American citizens. We found out about Andrew Sorcini and Beverly Hills Precious Metals from General Mike Flynn, and we're glad we did. Andrew is a frequent guest on conservative podcasts. Beverly Hills Precious Metals is our gold buyer of choice. To learn more about Andrew and his team, go to bh-pm.com. The BH stands for Beverly Hills. The PM stands for Precious Metals, bh-pm.com. If you can't remember that, just Google Beverly Hills Precious Metals. No matter what search engine you use, it's the first thing that comes up. Make sure you ask about the General Mike Flynn Silver Coin and let them know Doc Washburn sent you. We're honored to be able to tell you about Beverly Hills Precious Metals in an effort to help you in your attempts to protect your family's finances, wealth, and investments. bh-pm.com or Google Beverly Hills Precious Metals and tell them Doc Washburn sent you. Okay, it's that time again. Hit it, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. And it's brought to you by Red River Auto. Big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice the way you want to online and have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental USA. Today's Tweet of the Day Just a warning from the Twitter profile died suddenly. 
And it has a screenshot from the Daily Mail, the UK Daily Mail, which says, World Health Organization chief warns prepare for a disease even deadlier than COVID. And they have the picture of this uh, Tedros guy. And the Died Suddenly folks says, they always let you know what they're going to do before they do it. Before COVID, the elites ran a war drill called Event 201, where they played out the coronavirus pandemic. During COVID, the government response, the media response, and the medical industrial complex were all in alignment with the war drill. Last year, they held another war drill. This one was called Catastrophic Contagion that was preparing for a, quote, more deadly, unquote, disease that would require police and military response. They're going to do it again. We can never forget what they've done, and this time we must stand up and fight back. And the link is to diedsuddenly.info. Just thought you would want to know. Thank you again to Mitch Ward and the crew over at Red River Auto for sponsoring today's Tweet of the Day. You've been listening to Episode 386 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. If you have any questions for us, email us at contact at docwashburnshow.com. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you'd like a transcript of today's episode, of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. Simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansour's Computer Solutions, 7th floor, the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansour Sempier X, Senior Vice President, Engineering, IT, and Interoperability for the Doc Washburn Show. And that's the way it is. Thursday, May 25th, 2023.